now betting for the sports animal. Your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on deck circle, Amory Castillo. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. One hour in the books, two to go. Joined by the legend, Brandon Ortega on the program. One more segment. A. Marie Castillo back at the studio. One Van Nunley right here. Fred Slow out on assignment. Fred's not here. Fredless. When's he back? Uh, next week. He'll be back Tuesday as we do our friend of the show, and our industry draft at Howie Sports Page. Nice. We'll be at Howie Sports Page right, next day after, Tuesday. Day, day after Labor Day. And Smart. then every single Monday throughout football I'll be there. season. I'll be there. Yeah, you'll be at a lot of them, if not all of them. It's the plan. Just got to run it by the missus. All right, so you know. You <laughs> got to get a permission slip sign or two. You know, Brandon, you know, by the way, you listen to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM, 610 Sports Animal. Remember when we were at the Super Bowl in Arizona this past year and we brought the co-branded Two Men On and YMCA helmet right. to get autographed right. by everyone yeah. we interviewed? Yeah, that was awesome that you guys did that. The auction goes live right now. Right now. 501. If you go to biddingforgood.com, that's biddingforgood.com, B4G Mobile, type in YMCA, Top Golf. You can have a chance to bid on the co-branded YMCA and two men on helmet that we got autographed by every single interview that we had at the Super Bowl. We're talking Hall of Famer, New Mexico legend, Brian Erlacher, talking about new Hall of Famer, Rondé Barber. We were Rondé Barber's last interview before he got inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. That's pretty cool. Current legends, uh... Derwin James, Jamar Chase, uh, some Hollywood legends. Got Lee Steinberg. He's the agent that Jerry Maguire movie was based, based off on, of. Yeah, yeah. yeah, friggin' Carrot Top was on Jerry, there. I forgot I have a Carrot Top being on the lineup. Yeah. The current UFC champion, Sean O'Malley, is on that helmet. UFC Hall of Famer, Rashad Evans, is on that helmet. And like 50 other signatures from right. sports and entertainment. Wow. It's going live right now. Go to biddingforgood.com. B4G Mobile, or just come out to the Top Golf event on Thursday. We'll be there from about 4:30 to 9. Get a busy I couple guess. weeks coming up. Oh, always we're crushing it, baby. We don't stop. So if you want to sneak in to the Top Golf event at Talk ABQ on Instagram, two men on on Facebook, slip slide into the DMs. We'll save you a spot. Just a couple spots open. So get excited for that. Come have some fun for a good cause. All right, back to Lobo football. I'm really excited for this year because, like I say all the time, Coach G, he is the epitome of class and professionalism. He is a wonderful mentor and example for these young student-athletes on what it's like to be a man, how to be a good person, et cetera, et cetera. With that being said, let's talk about the product on the field because this is about the time He's had the keys to the Porsche long enough. It's time to start turning around this program and seeing some results. 
is this the year that we start to see the progress that Coach G has been telling us about? That's the plan he had. He took over the job back in 2020, and he said from the get-go, this is probably going to take four or five years sure. to get them where he feels like they're competitive and, and mixing it up in the Mountain West Conference. We're on year four. This is so, year four. Yeah, we're going to see on Saturday you know, where, they, where they stack up with Texas A&M, a nationally ranked team, and then after that, two home games, Texas or ten, excuse me, Tennessee Tech comes to University Stadium September 9th, New Mexico State then comes to University Stadium September 16th, uh, which I, I know uh, they've, the Lobos have been circling on their calendar since the, cal- since the schedule was released. Uh, they're, oh, they're, you know it. They're looking for some revenge after losing to the Aggies last year. Uh, and then you got UMass, which is a, an exciting road trip, uh, the longest road trip of the year uh, on the 23rd. And then conference starts on the 30th with Wyoming. And then I, I think Lobo fans have to be excited about the conference teams coming into University Stadium. San Jose State, who was competing with USC for a while. Sure. Uh, in week zero. Very surprising. Hawaii with Timmy Chang, uh, the college football great, who's their head coach now. UNLV comes back uh, to Albuquerque for the first time in a while. Um, Utah State uh, will be the, the final conference team they face in, to end the regular season on the 24th, Thanksgiving week. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, the anti- anticipation has been building for a long time, and now we're, what, three days away from uh, them heading over to College Station. Yeah, I think uh, I see probably three L's on this schedule. We could just put on the chalkboard. I, three, I see four W's that we can just put on the chalkboard, and then everything else in the middle is a winnable game. I think this program could be just as easily three or four wins as it can be seven or eight wins. Absolutely. This conference, when you look at New Mexico, is voted last in the media poll uh, once again, and that's what happens when you lose two games. Uh, excuse me, when you win right. two games uh, your prior season. Um, you talk about Hawaii, Nevada, even UNLV to an extent. Those three games, uh, those three teams um, – They've they've played in winnable games and competitive games the last few years with the offense struggling as as much as it was as as one of statistically the one of the worst offenses in the nation. Now you got a revamped offense with Bryant Vincent, Dylan Hopkins coming in at quarterback. Uh, I mean, there, there's a lot of confidence in that group that they can not only compete in these games but be, be in the mix to win win some very competitive games uh, and and be, maybe be in the mix to get six, seven, eight wins. I know uh, in your in your previous gig, you followed the Lobos very closely, and then obviously in this one, as close as one human being possibly can. Last year, the problem was finishing games. A lot of first-half leads. Yeah. I mean, and then those turned into losses. Even beyond the finishing the in the fourth quarter. quarter, just the second half in general. The second sure. half from the third quarter on was just a struggle. Yeah, especially when they got into conference. Um, and, that, and that started with the offense. The offense just couldn't get drives beyond three and outs. Uh, you know, the majority of the time in the third quarter, and that just killed mo- any momentum they had in some games uh, to, yeah, just completely fall out, fall out of it and, and not be in the mix come fourth quarter. So, yeah, it's – I mean, look, they got to start the game off right in the first quarter, but, yeah, the second half is where I think where we need to focus, okay, can they become a second-half team? No matter what happens in the first half, can sure. you be a second-half team? Right. And, and play well, whether you're behind or ahead. So you're you're standing right next to Coach G quite often. Literally, what's yeah. what's the what's the mantra from from camp 
all the way up to to this coming Saturday. I, I mean, just work your tail off. I mean, yeah, attitude, effort. I mean, it's it's been consistent since his first season. He's he's been preaching the same exact thing since his first season. And you've got guys that are stuck around all four of his years, and you've got guys that are stuck around two, three years that are buying into that. And they've seen how good this defense can be uh, in years past. And now, now with what they hope is a, a very improved offense. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, been, it's literally the message has been the same. You know, it's, it's all about the basics. It's all about the fundamentals. And he's gotten one side of the ball on track these first three years. Can, can they turn it around on offense? That's where, that's where Bryant Vincent is taking over. Sure. And, and, and he's really, really hammering everything in, whether it's Dylan Hopkins, who's played with them, uh, for several years, or guys that have just joined forces with him, like Luke Weissong, or Andrew Erickson, the offensive lineman back, like C.J. James, um, J.C. Davis, and the list goes on and on. Um, it's a mixture of, of Coach G preaching the same stuff he's been preaching since day one, and then, yeah, this revamped offense, this re-energized offense with Brian Vincent at the helm. Um, yeah, it's a mixture of both, both, of both those things. Who, who can you see as a player, kind of a dark horse player, that whether it's early in the season or throughout the season, it's going to emerge as a contributor to the Lobos yeah, this I year? Yeah, I think if they can get Bill, he likes to go by Bill. His, his actual <laughs> name is Ja'Cory Krosky-Merritt. He wears number five. Uh, he's RB1 heading into the season. If they can get him rocking the way he's been looking in training camp, translate that onto the field to begin the season – I think he could be a breakout player, 100%. I think he could be newcomer of the year. Uh, he could be in the conversation of offensive player of the year if they really, really get him rocking. He, he's he's a touchdown waiting to happen. He's he's lightning. He's so fast, but he's elusive. Um, he's he's big time. Yeah, that's the, of of all of, of a lot of players that come to mind as, as dark horses and as as underrated players going into the season. Yeah, I, I think Bill, number five in the in the backfield, definitely could be setting the tone. All right, so prediction that um, Texas A&M Aggies barely squeak by the Lobos and then the Lobos rattle off 10 straight wins. Is they, that what we're thinking they, here? Well, so I think just focusing on non-conference first, they haven't been able to get by beyond their Power 5 opponent under Coach G. They haven't been able to string those other three wins. Right. Can you beat Texas Tech? I keep saying Texas Tech. Tennessee Tech, then New Mexico State, get revenge, avenge last year's loss, and then go – a long way to UMass. Can they get three wins in non-conference? That's going to be a huge indicator of how improved they are. And uh, fortunately for Lobo fans, you saw UMass and New Mexico State go against each other right. in week zero. So the Lobos got some great film. Uh, kill two birds with one stone. Watch sure. that film and, uh, just from that game alone uh, when that time comes to play State and UMass. Um, yeah, it's, it's all about setting the tone in non-conference. And then, like we said, play a conference schedule that there's some teams that are are trying to rebuild just as much as the Lobos. And they're, they're in the same conversation when you talk about Hawaii, Nevada, um, and even UNLV, who have a new coach. Um, yeah, can, can you not only play a better second half, but, but finish strong and, and get some big wins at home, get some big wins on the road. It's, it's all about setting the tone and non-conference and carrying it over in, into what's always a competitive Mountain West Conference. Brandon Ortega, thank you so much for being a friend. Thank you for being a friend of the show. Where can all the loyal listeners, all the Lobo fans, follow you and everything you're doing for Lobo football? GoLobos.com. It has you covered on anything you want to know about Lobo football when it comes to tickets for the Tennessee Tech game and New Mexico State and, and beyond. 
And then uh, all the social medias, UNM, Lobo, FB for Twitter, Instagram, UNM Football on Facebook, and, and, and all, all the other social media pages we got. Uh, we're pumping out content every single day, and we're having a lot of fun. And, and I'm just so excited to be a part of, part of their organization for the 2023 season. When you get out of here, make sure you tell your lovely life, your lovely wife and your wonderful kid, Uncle Van, said hello. You got it. And uh, go Lobos. Big hugs, man. Love you, dudes. Special guest when we get back. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. And welcome back to the program, Duke City. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Two Men On is live from ABQ Axe, just a shade east on Osuna of San Mateo, having a blast. It's league night tonight. How fun. It's the championship. But don't worry, friends of the show. We saved you some aisles. We saved you some bays. We saved you some throwing lanes. There's plenty of axes to be thrown here at ABQ Axe, and there's plenty of Red Door beers to be had. And I have one right in front of me. And so does my special guest, Melissa McHugh, the executive director of Mandy's Farm. Welcome to the program. Thank you, Van. I'm so excited to be here today. Get that right on your mouth. <laughs> right, Sorry, it's a little tricky. There I'm we go. I'm an amateur at radio. Oh, no, it's okay. I'm sure you're going to be great. you got a big personality, and you're a lot of fun. And I've always been absolutely enamored with what you guys do in the community. You Thank do you. so many amazing things for so many amazing people. And a little behind-the-curtain stuff here on Two Men On. Before I went full-time for sports entertainment, I was in the social worker universe, and I worked with people with developmental disabilities and mental illness. And literally one of my favorite places in town to work with was you guys at oh, Mandy's Farm. For the friends of the show who don't know who you are and what you guys do, explain what Mandy's Farm is. Yes. Um, well, I'll tell you what we aren't. People okay. will call and and confuse us with Maggie's Farm, the marijuana dispensary out of Colorado. Oh, my so goodness. There, there okay. are several phone calls that we get, so we are not <laughs> to be confused with uh, Maggie's Farm. But Mandy's Farm is a nonprofit organization, uh, like you mentioned, in the South Valley, and we support adults and youth with intellectual and developmental disabilities. Uh, we serve about 200 folks um, every year. Uh, Ten years ago, uh, when I think when you and I first met, we were uh, serving about 20, 25. So we've really seen a demand in our programs. Uh, we have a variety of, of programs, a residential program, uh, some employment programs. Where we're going to hopefully talk a little bit about uh, today with Van. Uh, some community integration programs, uh, and we have a big, robust agribility program now where we're teaching folks with intellectual and development dis mental disabilities how to grow their own food, tend the soil, and then um, have some great partnerships like Matucci's Restaurant where we're growing some corn for them right wow, now to be making some cool. polenta. So uh, really trying to embrace inclusivity and diversity and um, a lot of exciting things to do at a, a beautiful property in the South Valley. I mean, and, and you said one of my favorite keywords right there, inclusivity. And, you know, integrating these people mm -hmm. who ha should have the same access to any part of the Albuquerque and surrounding area community that me and you have. Yep. Because there used to be a, sp a stigma about, you know, people with developmental disabilities, people with mental illness being integrated in the society. 
but I mean, we we put a foot down decades ago, and then this this inclusivity has been a mantra for a lot of great organizations, such as mm -hmm. Mandy's Farm, which you are the uh, executive executive director of. Melissa, can you talk about inclusivity and what it looks like in the Albuquerque community? Yeah. So a great example uh, is ABQX. We're here. We're here tonight. Um, they are an inclusive employer that we are going to be recognizing along with uh, 29 other organizations in the next couple months where they hire and they've crafted positions for people with intellectual and developmental disabilities who have also have been viewed as being unemployable often by our community. Sure. And so the great folks here at ABQX uh, have these targets that everybody's throwing access at right now. And one of the things that's hard for them to keep up with is replacing the wood, repainting the targets, um, and that doesn't necessarily constitute a full-time job, but it's something that's taken some of the coaches here away from the the players and so abqx has employed folks that we support uh, and have paid them minimum wage or higher uh, to take on that responsibility to do that job and that's a perfect example of inclusive employment where you've we've created a, a skill recognized somebody's ability and it's been beneficial for the business and it's been beneficial for the individual and, and as far as like inclusive employment goes it's not just plug and play it's not like you guys have a contract with business X. You get to know the person. You get to know their their uh, their dreams, what they really want to do in any given situation, and you work with them on that, and you tailor their program to their future employment. Yeah, it's it's changing attitudes, right? So many people in our community have, have thought that people with disabilities don't have the special skills and tasks to, to work, but we gain so much from our employment, not just a paycheck. It's it's you've got passion for your sports radio. I have passion for helping people. I, I have friends that I work with. I, I create community. And so not just as an employment opportunity, but it also builds a community within ourselves and within the Albuquerque area. And, and you have you have no idea that like how important it is just to have. I mean, people complain about their jobs all the time. But what if you didn't have the avail availability to get a job? You weren't even considered for employment. What is, how does that affect your personal life, your day-to-day? -day? Uh, absolutely. So you introduced me as the executive director of, of Mandy's Farm. So that that's my identity to so many. So you get tagged and you get um, you get kind of coupled with what you do as a job. And, and so if you don't have a job, you know, I don't, I'm not Melissa who just likes to sit on the couch and watch Netflix on Friday nights. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I've got, I've got other, other skills and talents. So it's really part of our identity and, and builds, um, builds confidence, builds ego and, and builds um, greater businesses and a stronger community in my opinion. Well, we've got some great events coming up uh, that Mandy Farm is hosting. But before we get into that, how do the friends of the show, how do the loyal listeners, how do they support Mandy's Farm in general? Mm -hmm. So just learn about us, follow us. We've got lots of opportunities that we provide on our social media. www.mandysfarm.com is our website. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We have lots of volunteer opportunities for people that want to come out and be around the animals, learn a little bit what we're doing, helping us in our farming areas. Um, and then uh, if you're a, an employer and you're interested on, on what inclusive employment might look like and, and you have a need that you just haven't been able to solve at your business, call us up. We're skilled 
vocational facilitators, and we'd be happy to come and, and take a look and, and talk to you about their uh, possibility of one of our employee candidates uh, filling that gap. Love that so very much. The Inclusive Business Celebration. Tell us about that. Yes. So uh, Councilwoman Pena, three years ago, started uh, an inclusive employment initiative with the city of Albuquerque uh, that they were going to be committed to uh, finding opportunities for people with intellectual disabilities in the city. Uh, two departments within the city, um, the technology intervention, uh, the technology program and the Albuquerque Biopark has done a lot of internships with our folks. And so she's going to come and, and make some remarks and we're going to celebrate, like I mentioned, the other 29 employers that have hired uh, employees from Mandy's Farm and, and hear some great success stories about how they are valuable employees. And shortly after that, your Harvest Festival. Yes. Is that going to be on the facility at Mandy's Farm? It's coming back. We haven't had it since 2019. So COVID hit. Uh, we haven't had the Harvest Festival. Uh, we created it so you can come and see the property. It's an amazing four acres in the South Valley. We've got pumpkin patches, a haunted barn, pony rides, bouncy houses, face painting, so many really fun things. And it's all inclusive. So we've got... Um, Regardless of your, your needs, your abilities, uh, there's, a, there's an activity and a place for everybody. Family-friendly as well. I used to love going out to the farm when I worked in the industry. It was my favorite thing okay. to do. Whenever I'm looking for you know, new opportunities in my previous field, I was like, well, do they work at Mandy's Farm? Do they live at Mandy's Farm? If they do, that's a yes. I would love to have them as a client. Going, uh, yeah. going out there and like hanging out with baby goats and horses and it's just absolutely beautiful out there i that is our uh that's the best way for us to introduce donors to the farm is come and cuddle with some baby goats uh listen to what we do and then then i promise you'll leave uh having a vision of how you can help okay one more time the harvest festival is when harvest festival october 28th 1 to 5 p.m at 346 clark road it's on our website it's on our social media come out and hang out and see what we do and the inclusive business celebration october 20th at 11 a.m and they could find all of this at uh www.mandysfarm.org and all of the social media all of the social media melissa McHugh, awesome. executive director at mandy's farm thank you so much for being you and thank you for everything you do thank you van i appreciate seeing you again and and enjoy listening to you on on the show so keep up the great work when we get back a. Marie's mandatory NFL headlines. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Oh, that's a banger. Don't cut that off. Let's just keep <clears throat> going. Oh, oh, here we go. Just right mandatory into it. Okay, NFL thank you. Headlines. Just jumping right in. This is a packed show no, here on Two Men On no, and the Sports Animal. No station identification, no who we are, just no. NFL talk. We're going right into it. Yes, except, Van, it's a special mandatory NFL headlines for you here on Two Men On and the Sports Animal. Thank you. I'm giving you one baseball headline that I've been dying to talk to you about. Let's go. And then it is mandatory NFL headlines the rest of the segment but there was a shooting at a white Sox game i am aware yes happened after a woman hit a gun in her belly okay not a lot of questions here <laughs> okay a lot of questions when you say in the belly 
How did she get it in the belly? So I Are looked... we talking like a internal kind of prison purse situation? <laughs> Are we talking like a flippy kind of fupa kind of thing? I don't understand. Help me understand. Okay, so she um, reportedly snuck the gun in past the metal detectors, hiding it in the folds of her belly flat fat. Okay, I mean... Now, everyone has described it differently with depending on what media source you're looking into. But um, that's majority of people are saying the folds of her belly fat. Oh, my. I don't um, know why she felt the need, uh, but did, she did. But oh, I know why she felt the need. It's <laughs> Chicago. <laughs> it's the south side of Chicago. Of course she felt the need to have a gun. Now, the shooting um, obviously wasn't a good place to hold your gun because it... No. It, it was an accidental discharge. It grazed a woman, and she was sent to the hospital. So it didn't. So what? The the gun fell out of her fupa, yeah, and like landed on the ground, and it fired a shot yep. across the stadium and hit yep. somebody in one yep. person in the leg and another person in their belly. Yeah. So one or the person. The, yeah. Another question. Follow up questions. <laughs> I got a lot of questions. I know. We might we might never get to NFL talk. Oh, we'll I have so to, many questions. We'll get to, I made them a little sports adjacent so for you today. You're the very person. Proud. The person who got shot in the belly, was it the original gun holder who was hiding no. the gun in her belly? No. Oh, my God. This is amazing. No. I love it so it much. It grazed um, a 42-year-old woman and a 20... So a 42-year-old woman's leg and a 26-year-old woman's abdomen. Yeah, exactly. The abdomen. Is that the original belly it holder? Grazed. That no. grazed? No, no, no. Oh no 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 no! See you see what you see where I'm going with this now. It, it, no, did it, it discharge no. inside of her fupa? <laughs> like, what is going? No no no! But how did they hit the trigger? Uh, and then the older authorities said the older woman was taken to a local hospital where she was in fair condition. The other one re refused medical treatment. Why would you refuse medical treatment? Well, I mean, congratulations to White Sox fans. After this idiot's incident, they're about to have the safest stadium in the history of the world congratulations you have another 30 minutes of security <laughs> to get into the stadium now what a weird that that's bizarre how do you sneak in a gun in your tum tum i know they uh, have metal detectors you know and I, I, by other sources i read it i always try to read different media sources uh my favorite is they didn't want to she kept going off the met i don't they couldn't find it so so they just Dude, let her through? With some sources. I don't know. I don't know what to believe these days, but thought I would run that story by you. Thank you very much. I haven't heard the developments until right now, <laughs> live on air. This is my favorite story of the year. I'm writing this down. Stay tuned. This is Van's favorite story I interrupted of the year. my favorite segment with some baseball-adjacent content. What about going on to the NFL, though? Continuing with some adjacent content for you today. Milwaukee bar to pay fans bar tabs every time Aaron Rodgers loses this NFL season. Now, before I get your comment, let me read you the rules. Okay. The rules for free drinks at Jack's American Pub in Milwaukee. Um, you got to be 21 years old. You must start a tab 15 minutes before the Jets game and watch the entire game there. After the clock runs out, a Jets loss means the drinks are on the house. Here are the other rules. Rogers must be starting. Okay. A new tab must be, I just said, 15 minutes before the game. Yeah. Um, and deal does not include food or top shelf liquor. 
Okay. And wait, this is my favorite one. Deal is not valid if the Jets are playing the same time as the Packers. <laughs> okay, so I don't know the schedule, but at least a few times a year, you got a chance to win free booze if Aaron Rodgers loses. I know. Let me say I love how petty this is. Oh, it's so this good. The, it's the most petty NFL bar thing I've ever heard, short of praying for someone else's injury. Brilliant marketing tool, too. Yeah, wouldn't that be great if, like, the only game that they aren't lined up the same time as the Packers is, like, they're playing the Chiefs or something and you know they're going to lose? Yes. It's brilliant marketing. Yes, and I and I know we have a guest coming up, but let's let's just uh, – uh, my other headlines are going to be the Commanders have made it clear they're not going to be naming their team the Redskins, period. Not going to happen. Magic Johnson, new owner uh, to the Washington Commanders, hinted there will be a new name, but just to let you all know, don't get your hopes up. It's not going to be the Redskins. Okay, so one weird – native organization who is somehow weirdly affiliated with donald trump says they want the redskins to come back and be the name of the washington football team this is one weird fringe group of people this is not the overwhelming majority of people there is no floodgates of people wanting the redskins to come back it's just you and one group of weird people out there. You know who I'm talking to. I'm talking to you right now. When I say you, not you, Amory. Mm. You know who I'm talking to right now. Yes. You suck. Get over yourself. Yes. So, uh, you know, the, I just thought those were the hard-hitting headlines. I have more, but I know we have to take a break because there's a wonderful guest coming up. Okay, let's do a couple more. Okay, let's do a couple more. Okay. okay. Can, you, can you cue the music back up? Oh, the music um, gets me so pumped. <laughs> Uh, I, I can cue the music real quick back up. So, um, going. <laughs> we're just going to start Thank it over. You. Okay, let's just keep going. <laughs> okay, I just love that more and more people are coming out to give their opinion about Trey Lance going to the Cowboys. Speaking of Washington Commanders or Washington, former Washington Redskin, what about, well, and former 49ers quarterback and former Chiefs, we can go down the list, Alex Smith. But in this title, he wants to be former 49ers quarterback. Has empathy for Trey Lance. He believes in Brock Purdy. He's not a fluke. So, what I, why I wanted to bring this up, Van. Okay. Is the direct quote by Alex Smith. I just felt like I have such empathy for Trey. I carried a lot of weight as a young professional for a lot of years. But I went to a team that had the number one pick for a reason. They weren't very good. So I had a lot of years to grow through that. Trey just didn't have that luxury. Oh, my. Okay, Alex Smith. That's that's a, uh, that's a lot of mental gymnastics <laughs> right there to come up with a compliment. Uh. Look, look we, as you know, we're here at ABQ Axe having a lot of fun. There's some lanes open. There's also going to be the league championship tonight. Of course, there's Red Door Brewing Beer. And there's also friends of the show. And new friend of the show, Amy, says... She also agrees with me, a lifelong Cowboys fan, that they need to trade Dak Prescott, accumulate more assets, i.e. a number one wide receiver, and run with Cooper Rush and let Trey Lance be the backup. This isn't just me. There is a collective of us. We're going to start a class action lawsuit against Jerry Jones, the play Cooper Rush community. Well, I believe a lot of cowboy fans 
aren't against that. I just think what happens when you have a failed situation with a quarterback, and I'm not saying Dak Prescott's a total failure, but I think people think he has has hit his ceiling. I think just as fans, you always get your hopes up, and then it doesn't work out. You're like, all right, let's move on. But then you're stubborn. You're like, no, Dak will do it. Dak will win. So I think Dallas Cowboy fan is split down the middle. I think Cooper Rush or Dak will win a, a Super Bowl. Okay. Go crazy, Cowboy Nation. You heard it right here first. Somebody eventually on the Cowboys will win a Super Bowl. Hot take, Amory. Hot take. <laughs> All right. More NFL talk later in the program. I got a good quarterback, quarterback rule for uh, Ned James coming up. Love that. Six o'clock, we got Ned James talking quarterbacks in the NFL. We're talking rookies. Uh, we're talking quarterbacks in new places. And we're talking about who's going to suck and who's going to be the offensive player of the year. We're here at ABQ Axe, a shade east of San Mateo on Osuna. Let me tell you the deal of the century, Amory. Lunch special here in between 12 o'clock and 3 o'clock. Are those your normal lunch hours, I would hope? In between 12 o'clock and 3 o'clock for 20 measly dollars, pint of beer, order of wings, and you get to throw ninja stars for $20 right here at ABQX. Did you hear what I said? Yes, that's a deal. Friend of the show when we get back, 95.9 FM AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back to the program, Duke City. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. We are live from ABQ Axe, just a shade east of San Mateo on Osuna, having a lot of fun with it. Uh, the league championship is about to start right now. This is bonkers. Are you kidding me? Ooh, yes, sir. Woo! Let's get that tiny bit closer All to your right, mouth right there. We there. Go. Yep. Who we got sitting in with us right now? Hello, it's Jonathan, Jonathan Andrews. Jonathan, hey, why did you scare off Dodo? <laughs> owner operator, o- owner operator of uh, ABQX, uh, Diana Dodo Montoya is like, I can't come on right now. I gotta start the leagues, and just hands the headset right to you. Threw me into the mix. I don't Lu- know, right? So luckily, she- luckily for us, you are a frequent contributor on this program because you work with an absolutely amazing cause here at ABQX. I do, yes. Uh, Axes for Hope, we put on an event uh, on Memorial Day here at ABQX. Um, it was a great event. We had a lot of people come out. We're really thankful for Dodo and ABQX for having us on the, uh, having us on the schedule. So I love being here. I love doing the shows from here. And you can often find me here <laughs> when uh, I'm just not hanging out. Like we, you know, we do the show. We come do charity events, and then, you know, also, I mean, this is an awesome place for date night, right? Absolutely. It's not just all professional axe throwers here. We got some, a bunch of first-timers. Like, we got the, the league championship about to go down right now. And then on the other side, we got a lot of just newbies over here just learning their way around. Learning to throw an axe, throwing some uh, throwing stars, ninja stars out here, having some chicken wings and having a few beers out here. Yeah, it's all good. The, uh, the hatchet wings are fantastic. They got some regular buffalo, some dry rub, mm-hmm. fries, a lot of good snacks here. But most importantly, Red Door beer. Absolutely. The beer is so good. You got to come try it. You got, you got a favorite Red Door beer here? I like all their IPAs. I'm an IPA fan. I like it hoppy. You know, So if they have the New England or the West Coast, I like both of those. Definitely good. 
strong work. Uh, how are you feeling about your uh, Alabama football squad this year? Ooh, it's going to be a year. We've got to take down Georgia. That's the one goal. Focus on the goal. Okay, just Georgia? Mm-hmm. You're just going to skim right past everybody uh, else. Texas A&M? going <laughs> to skim past everyone? It's I, just you and I'm Georgia? You. I don't work. I don't coach with Saban. I don't play for Saban. I can skip everything else and just focus on, <laughs> focus on Georgia. Uh, no fear of these hippie West Coast teams like USC and Caleb Williams? Not too much, no. It's just uh, Alabama or Georgia? Follow the, pro- the process. Follow the process. <laughs> yes. That's all you got to do. Let's, let's talk a little bit about your axe throwing journey. When did you get into the sport and what attracts you to the sport? Yeah, I started just before COVID hit uh, the, in uh, January of 2020. Uh, in 2019, my wife and I would come out for date night. We'd throw a few axes, have a few beers, uh, hang out. Uh, kind of got recruited into the axe throwing leagues. They invited us to come join. And I've been throwing ever since. I just take the summers off uh, to hang out with the kids, do some traveling, do some fun stuff like that. But most nights you can still find me hanging out down here somewhere. So you're a, you know, a passionate axe thrower. I mean, you, you got a day job. You got to work and stuff. I mean, you take care of your family. But that's not the only thing you got going on is you are a passionate representative of the prodder Willie Syndrome Foundation. Exactly. Can you tell the friends of the show a little bit about that? Absolutely. My uh, third son, Christopher, was born in 2017. And he was immediately diagnosed with Prader-Willi syndrome, something I'd never heard of before. It's a very rare syndrome. One in like 15,000 children are born with it. It doesn't discriminate on race. It doesn't discriminate on where you live or how old the parents are or anything. It's just a random act that happens. And we got um, hitched up with the Prader-Willi Association of the USA um, pretty early on, they helped us through those first hard couple days when we were in the NICU. And now it's my turn to try and give back. They've been helping us ever since. I try and do some speaking for them, raising some money for the association so they can help other people who get uh, diagnosed with Prader Willie. So how do the, the loyal listeners, how do the friends of the show, how does uh, the sports animals how do they help the Prader Willie Syndrome Association? Great to hear. Yes. Yeah. So we have a website. It's pwsanm.org. Uh, that's the Prader Willie Syndrome Association of New Mexico. Uh, you can go there. There's a donate now button at the top, or you can go to pwsausa.org and donate directly to the the foundation to the foundation's uh, headquarters. All right. So to support here locally, pwsanm.org. Yes, sir. That's it. That's the one. All right. Any Absolutely. big predictions for the league championship tonight? Ooh, I'd say uh, H-Bomb is our odds-on leader, but, the, you know, there's always a chance of a dark horse coming up, Fire Dog or The Witcher. These are great nicknames. <laughs> yes, I love this so much. Oh. Uh, but it's going to be a battle. Dodo's definitely in it, too. So if Dodo uh, can throw well, she's going to be right there at the top as well. So. Uh, Diane, talking about Dodo, uh, Diana Montoya, owner-operator here of ABQX, who just, as fast as one human being can run, just ran away from the microphone <laughs> when it was her turn to be on. But thanks for you, Jonathan, for uh, joining us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. It's great. Yeah, and everybody should come check out the leagues. Come down here and, uh, and sign up for a league. P-W-S-A-N-M dot org. Help your local community. Thanks for being a part of the program today. Hey, thanks, man. When we get back, the quarterback whisperer himself, 
Lobo legend Ned James. We're talking NFL quarterbacks when we get back here. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM, AM 610, The Sports Animal.